Hey, what's up, New Life Church? Welcome to the Digital Campus this week. Listen, it's gonna be an amazing day. Pastor Rick is continuing our series on the Holy Spirit. It's gonna be awesome. You're definitely gonna learn some things today, so take notes, trust me on that. Listen, we're going into worship in just a second, but I wanna to talk to you about something that's coming up in a couple weeks. It's called Connect. If you would like to connect to New Life Church, maybe you live in the state of Arkansas and you're ready to go back to one of our campuses and be in person, this is a place where I can show you and talk to you about that. Also, if you're a part of the digital campus, we would love to connect with you as well. So you can just text this number right now, text CONNECT to this number and we'll follow up with you and we would love to get you connected to our church. We're going into worship now and then Pastor Rick's gonna speak. So let's pray right now. And as we pray, let's just focus in on the Lord. Maybe you need to hear from God in a special way today. Maybe you're struggling and you need God to touch you today and just give you a fresh start. I know that you're here on purpose and we're glad you're here. So let's pray right now. God, we thank you so much, Lord, for everybody that's watching right now. God, that's here with us today. Lord, I pray that you would move, Lord, as we worship you right now. God, I pray as we learn, Lord, about the person of the Holy Spirit, who that is in our life. God, I pray that you would teach us, God, things that we don't know. God, we love you, we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Hey gang, I love this series on the Holy Spirit. We started a few weeks ago talking about who is the Holy Spirit. And then last week, my friend Marcus, if you did not hear last week, please go back and listen. He taught us how to be led by the Spirit of God. I've already listened to it a few times, and I thank God for him. So we're right in the middle of the series, but this weekend, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And in fact, I'm convinced that there are a lot of peculiar thoughts around the gifts of the Spirit. And so we're going to try to clear some of that up because there's so many patterns in the world that I think have infiltrated into the church. And more than ever, we need the mind of Christ. And this cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. Uh, speaking of peculiar, in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, But you, you, me, us, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That word peculiar, it means that we have the possessions of God. We have things from God. And sometimes it makes us look unusual, but it doesn't mean that we can't be effective in the way that we win other people, in the way that we lead our families. So the time we live in, we need the Holy Spirit. He wants to equip us. We all need to grow. We all need to be stronger. And so the equipment comes from the Holy Spirit. Certainly not just thinking about Him, but reading about Him and spending time praying and letting the Holy Spirit lead us like we learned last week. So how do you lead your families in these days? How do you even do that? By the Holy Spirit. How do you decide what job you should take or not take? The leading of the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes if we would just a few times a day, just stop what we are doing and to get on our knees and say, Lord, how am I doing today? Do you need me to do anything different? Lord, would you please protect the way that I think and the things that I look at and the way that I live around integrity, I need your spirit. And that's why today we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when I say I'm talking about the gifts of the spirit, some of you is like, I've been waiting for this for 15 years. Where's my tambourine? Where's my shofar? Just leave it at home. This is not an open door for you. We don't want that here. We want the Holy Spirit, not your shofar. So I think that a good verse to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. But if you can play it really good, maybe I'll listen to it a little bit in my backyard. You know, we, we'll video it. It makes good TikTok. But don't bring it to the church. Just leave it at your house and maybe in my backyard. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8 says, To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Lord knows we need wisdom right now. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. See how it just keeps saying the same Spirit? He's the Holy Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. We have to be discerning in these days. To another, the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret 
what is being said. So today, I'm going to go through a lot. At times, it might even seem like you're drinking from a fire hydrant, but we have to talk about this. And I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of thoughts. So I'm going to try to make this as clear as I possibly can. But if anything happens in Christianity that is weird, it is typically around this topic, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if you want to know where so many Christians live in a dry and weary place, it's around voiding the topic of the Holy Spirit. So let me be clear. I need to confess something as a pastor. I'm going to take my heart out here. I've seen so many flaky people in churches around this topic that I personally think that we swung the pendulum too far. Why? We're just trying hard not to be spooky and weird and flaky. And there's some big problems with all of that. The first thing I think is a problem is that we are a peculiar people. And there are some strange things, even in the word, that we believe. The virgin birth, that is weird. Jesus walking on water, pretty weird. Demons being cast out of people and put in the pigs and then they drown. That's weird. Jesus raising from the dead. One day he's going to come back, a trumpet's going to sound, and we're going to float up in the air to be caught in the air. I'm afraid of heights. That's, that's weird to me. But I do know that the things of God do not make intellectual sense. So I have to believe things according to faith. So I'm praying that as long as you are a part of this church, that there are times where you meet the Holy Spirit. And I know there's got to be a balance between the way that we teach this and the way that we set the boundaries like Paul so adamantly with preach challenged the church to live. So I do want to welcome the Holy Spirit in what we're doing, but I don't want to grieve him all alone. I don't want a church when someone visits that they run out. I want them to see that we love God and we're sincere about it. So I have to make decisions. How are we going to teach this? Where are we going to teach it? How are we going to practice it? Where do we practice it? Prophecy alone, there's just so many false prophets and ungodly chatter, and we trust it because they say, thus saith the Lord. How do we avoid that type of thing? but at the same time to hear from God because it's the end times and it's real. The Antichrist is real. The mark of the beast is real. Just raising our kids, it's real. So let me tell you a story. You know, when I think about being a dad, I think about that before I think about being a pastor and being married to Michelle. Look, there was a time when I needed the Holy Spirit to help us. I needed a miracle. I needed direction from the Lord. So we started praying. And the reason why is my daughter was sick. And Grace was dying. Her hair was falling out and her skin was drying up. She was lethargic. and We would take her in to have blood tests every day and they could not figure out what it was. Some of the reports, it was not good. Maybe she had cancer somewhere. Every organ they checked, it just wasn't working right. So we just continued to pray. And this Baptist lady in our church, in the middle of the night, she had a dream 
that something was wrong in my daughter's thyroid. I know for sure this happened because of our prayers. This lady called us the next day, if I remember correctly, and she said, Pastor Rick, I had a dream that something was wrong with Grace's thyroid. Now, she tells people this story. I wouldn't tell you, but... We said, what was the dream? And she just described it to us. So the next day, when my sick child was going back for a blood test, we walked in and we said, check her thyroid. And I remember the lady said, it's not the thyroid. You only wish it was the thyroid. And Michelle, who's so sweet and quiet, she looked at that lady and she said, check the thyroid. She said, okay. And later on that afternoon, that lady called me. It might have been the next day. And she said, you know what? It's like a miracle. It was her thyroid. Listen, we were seeking God and trying everything, but we needed a word from the Lord. I've never seen days where we need it more than right now. So don't we need discernment? That would be called a word of knowledge that lady had. And then we had discernment and then a wisdom in it. Through the years, the Lord has been so good to us as a church. I cannot tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has changed people. A moment here and there, a service here, a small group, online. How many times has God guided us away from traps saved us from many mistakes. Last year alone counts significantly. What makes it even harder for me is that I don't see a church out there that is fully listening to the Holy Spirit that I can go and study. So even with that, we have to hear from the Lord. And if God wants us to learn from other churches, like with children's ministry, we go. With youth ministry, we go. With systems and creativity, we go and learn. But here, we're going to have to learn it right here in our house. So this topic, it's huge. Maybe he's wanting us to, to listen and lead this way. NLC has been around for 20 years. And I personally see our church like we're 20 years old. We're out of grade school. We're out of teenage years. We don't have a gap year ready to go now. And now it's time for us to grow up. God doesn't have any grandchildren. We have to step out and be our own children. And as a church, I think it's time to step out and to be hungrier for God than ever before. And you too, in your home, as you're driving, at the church, and even in life groups, for us to be deeper in relationships with God, but also having stronger moments than ever before where miracles could happen. A miracle for your marriage, a miracle for who you're going to marry, depression, difficult times. So here's a question. What is wrong with lingering around the Spirit of God, maybe at the end of a church service or maybe with a few friends? I know that's where it can get weird. That's why Paul said, hey, you guys are going crazy and there's unbelievers here. On a Sunday morning, we can't just do whatever we want. But interesting enough, at New Life Church, we have everybody on the spectrum that believes all kinds of different ways. And you are welcome here. For example, I am comfortable around this topic more than some of the leaders in our church. But there are some people on our staff who are way more comfortable than me. 
We're just listening and learning for one another, from one another, and praying about this. There's only a two different groups of people that I don't see here much, and that is the people who do not want a stronger relationship with the Lord. I don't see that, and I don't see the people who are in this theology that believe that you're not even around the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, not even saved unless you have these certain gifts in the Spirit. That's false doctrine and plain weird. But I think we all do merge in this desire to be right with God. So last week, we were all dealing with ice, and it kind of reminds me, if you deal with ice, if you want to know how to fall on ice, just be secure and overconfident. To keep from falling, the best way to do it is to be insecure. Not often that insecurity gives you even more confidence. To me, I think we're not going to walk through this cocky and loaded with confidence. We're just going to have to trust him, moving slowly in our relationship with him. This is not an essential belief. Essential beliefs are like the divinity of Christ, the Trinity, the virgin birth, the burial and the resurrection, the sacredness of God's word. Those are essential beliefs that we have to have, but this one, it's more of a benefit, and I think we need it. So trust me, the most awkward thing that you'll ever experience in your life is around people that have gone too far in this, but there is another way, and that would be the people going to church without seeking the Spirit of God at all. That's why they don't like to be involved in church around worship. Some cannot wait until worship is done because they don't even know what to do because they haven't built a relationship with the Spirit of God. And as a father, I'm trying to reach my kids, and I know they need a stronger relationship with the Spirit of God. As a pastor, I'm trying to reach the church, and I know we need a stronger relationship with the Lord. So with all of that in mind, we need the Holy Spirit and all the gifts of the Spirit. A few years ago, I read a story about a very wealthy man who had difficulties in his relationship with his son. And his son just left one day off to college, and they didn't speak much until maybe a senior year. And uh, they started texting back and forth, and his son decided to give his dad a chance. His dad was always preaching to him and always telling him to get right with God. And he didn't want to serve the Lord. But they got close again. It was close to graduation, and he told his dad that he wanted this car. They were very wealthy, and he wanted this car that cost a lot of money. And his dad said, son, you don't need that. There's so many other things that you need. And so this kid was just hoping. He kept telling his dad, telling his dad. So he graduated, and they were in his office right there in his study. And his dad said, I have your gift. And he handed him a box, and the son was already mad because the box certainly wasn't a car and so he opened it up and he saw a bible in there and he just made him he just pushed it at his dad he said i'm sick of this dad and he left man their relationship was tense for a long time he met his future wife then he got married then he had kids a few decades went by without much of a relationship with his dad and then they started healing up his dad would reach out to him and his dad convinced him to go on a trip with him and so they got all that ready, but 
Sadly, his dad had a massive heart attack and all of that and died before he ever even met his wife or kids that his son had married. So he goes to the house and there's people there working and trying to get everything settled and he's had to step in. He's the only child and so he's telling everybody what to do and he just breaks down and goes back into that study the same place that he taught to his dad in the same room many years before. And he looked up on the bookshelf and there was that box, that same box. And he grabbed it, he cleared out the desk and he looked in that box and the Bible was there and he opened it up and he saw his name engraved and he opened it up and there was a scripture marked for him to read. And the scripture was Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And this kid is broken as he's looking at that. And then in the middle of nowhere, a key fell out of the Bible. And he knew exactly what to do. He grabbed that key and he went and looked in the garage. Many cars there. And he hit the button on the key, and it, he heard it. There was a cover and with dust, and he removed it. And it was the very car that he had wanted his dad to give him. And he would have gotten it if he would have just read the Bible. So when I think about that, this young man, he got the gift that he wanted. But he didn't get it when he wanted it all because he didn't like the way that it was wrapped. And I think many of us, we love the Father God, but we don't like a lot of things that are for us because it just seems weird to us. And I think these are days we need to be more open. And with that in mind, I'll buy gifts sometimes for Michelle, and I don't always get the best gift. I've gotten better lately because... I asked my daughters, but it hit me. The reason why she doesn't like these gifts is not because she's spoiled. It has nothing to do with the money. It's just I buy bad gifts. Now I'm buying good gifts. Well, how much more special are the gifts that God gives to us? They're good gifts. So shouldn't we read about this and pay attention to them? I say yes. Because I know the Father is really trying hard to reach us. So earlier, I read to you all the gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned in Corinthians. Not all of the gifts. There's around 20 of them that are talked about in Scripture. But in Corinthians, it talks about nine of them. And I mentioned them. We actually read that portion of Scripture. And you can break these gifts into three categories. One, you have the gifts of Revelation. And then you have the inspirational gifts. And then you have the power gifts. It doesn't matter if someone is in Reformed theology or they're Pentecostal. Uh, they believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But some, like the Reformed churches, they would believe that some of the gifts have ceased. Like the power gifts or the inspirational gifts, especially the gift of prophecy or speaking in tongues that these gifts have ceased. Uh, the scripture says that these gifts will cease when the perfect comes, and they argue that when scripture was canonized, that that was the perfect, 
and then the gifts ceased. Well, I believe the perfect is Jesus. And when he comes again, I can't see any reason why we would need any of these gifts. So there's a difference uh, right there. And in fact, if the gifts have ceased, then that would mean that was 2,000 years ago. So my question to them where they usually get stumped is, oh, so there hasn't been a miracle in 2,000 years, not one? Not one? So when I think of those three, I specifically think of word of knowledge. Uh, this is when the Lord gives you like a divine information, divine knowledge to help us know what God's will is. Uh, a word of wisdom is divine wisdom uh, during perplexing problems and discernment of spirits is just knowing what is of God and what is the enemy. When I think about these three, I think about a word of knowledge. There was one day when Michelle and I, we were dating and we broke up and I was, I was hurt about it. And, uh, and she, she, she was hurt too. You can imagine how hurt she would be being away from me like that. What? But she lived through it. Holy Spirit is good. But I was hurting. And I remember being at this church service and I had packed my car to quit Bible school to go back to Orlando because my friends were becoming millionaires. And they called me on the phone and they said, Rick, if you come back today, we'll put you as a partner and overnight you'll be very wealthy. And I was thinking, I'm out. I packed my car up and I was going to leave the next morning at four o'clock. Had my car full, and but there was a church service that night. I went to church and it was a service. I, I had a bad attitude that night, I'll be honest. And at the end of the service, the man who was there leading worship, he said, could we stop everything? It was nothing but believers there. It wasn't a church service for unbelievers, all believers there. And he goes, could we stop this? I have a word for somebody out there. And I was like, oh, Lord, whatever. And he goes, it's for you, the guy in the purple shirt. And he was pointing to somebody behind me. And I didn't see anybody with a purple shirt. And I realized I'm the one with the LSU shirt on. It's me. And he said, I have a word for you. And I was like, here we go. So he called me up. And this guy, I'm just going to tell you exactly what he said. He said, the Lord is showing me that you're quitting Bible school and then you're out and you're discouraged about where Bible school is and you're discouraged about the ministry God has called you into and there's a relationship that didn't work out and you're discouraged. But the Lord is showing me, it's kind of weird, but the Lord is showing me that if you will stay, that in the next three months that relationship will come back together, the Bible school will change and an open door for ministry will come your way. But if you go back, you're not going to have this chance again. And man, I went home and I was just like in turmoil. But I made a decision that I was going to stay with the Lord. I stayed in Bible school and within three months, that Bible school moved right to the church that hired me to be a youth pastor. That was number two. And number three, Michelle and I got back together and got engaged. And I can't help but think about that word. If it wasn't for that gift this man had, it seemed weird to me. But through the years, how thankful do you think I am for that?
Then you have the gifts that are inspirational gifts, like prophecy. This is when someone has a divine word to speak to you. Some people believe that it's when you preach or teach. I believe it's more than that. But here's the problem. If you're going to speak prophetically, then that means you are saying, thus saith the Lord. If you are saying, thus saith the Lord, you better get it right. Like the Old Testament and the New Testament is the word. And now you're saying the word. Should we write it down and study it with the old and new? That's the reason why I think this gift has got to be the most humble gift of all. And I know very few people who have it. But I do believe a lot more people would have it if we would just stay humble. A lot of these supernatural gifts, like the gift of healing and things like that, the reason why they're not happening a lot in our nation and really around the world is because when they happen, people take the credit and they end up making money off of it and people come in to hear them speak and it's just like all the attention is away from the Holy Spirit and on that person. For you to participate in these gifts, you're going to have to be humble. And then another is unknown languages. This is the utterance given by someone not in their native language. It was just a, a way that God established communication to people from heaven to earth. And uh, I don't have that gift. I do have a prayer language, a, a blessing from heaven that the Lord has given me. It's my private little prayer life, but I don't have the gift of tongues. And then the interpretation of unknown languages. I don't have that gift either. I, I don't even know anyone right now currently does. Maybe there's people around me that do, but I do know this is one of the ones listed. So the Bible says to eagerly desire more from the Holy Spirit. And then you have the power gifts. This is the gift of faith. This is a divine ability to believe God without any human doubt. I've had that happen once or twice in my life, but not much. I'd sure like to have it more. The gift of healing, this is divine power to pray for people that are sick. I don't have that gift either, but how great would it be to be able to pray for people and for them to be healed? Oh, my goodness. I know that Jesus said, greater works you shall do, but greater works we're not doing. And then the last one is the working of miracles. These are divine moments and events where miracles happen. I've seen that happen. There was a tree that fell on my entire family when my kids were little one time and flattened out the stroller and fell all around my kids but didn't hurt any of my children. I see it as a miracle. I don't know how it happened, but oftentimes I've thanked the Lord. I've, I've given thanks to the Lord for that. So we need more of the Spirit of God. And when you're around the Spirit of God, He's going to bless you with His gifts. And in fact, when people are around me and my friends, I love to give them a gift. My gifts are not that special, but how good are God's gifts? So as a church, we have things we need to repent of. As people, we have things we need to settle. But one of them is going to be, are we open to the Spirit of God, even if they are wrapped different than we would want them to be are we open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit I say yes 
So let's pray, Lord. Thank you for being involved in this series on the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I know the main thing your Holy Spirit does is draw people to the Father through truth as you guide and you comfort. And I want to thank you, Lord God, for showing us the era of our way. We're so thankful that we can turn and serve you. Lord, many of us, we've gotten in the traps of life. We, over the last year, over the last few months, over the last week, and we repent of our sin, oh God. And we turn to you because we want to worship with all of our heart. We need you with all of our heart. So forgive us of our sin. We repent. And we thank you, Lord, from this day on, we can serve you with one heart, without doubt, with intentionality, all being led by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, one of the best things the Holy Spirit does is to teach us how to worship. So we're going to worship right now, and I think you're going to have a great time. Let's connect with God. It's what he wants. Remember love, remember love. 
what a great message by Pastor Rick today. Wasn't it good, man? It was. And I love this series that we're in. And uh, listen, we're going to take our tithes and offerings right now. And it's cool because I'm sitting here in the Cabot campus with Pastor James Bennett. He's one of our campuses. And, uh, but there's campuses all over our state. And so when you give today your tithes and offerings, make sure if you're a part of one of our campuses, you can give right there. Here's three ways to do it. Also, if you're a part of the digital campus, you can give straight to the digital campus as well. Well, listen, Pastor James is here. I want him to talk about the campus. He's also going to pray for another church right here in Cabot and also pray a prayer of blessing over you today. So, James, welcome on, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, we love the digital campus. A lot of our NLC Cabot family joins in at this campus every week. And so th- so thankful for you and your family you, and everything man. you guys are doing for our church. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, recently I got to hang out with a few of the pastors here in Cabot And I'm so encouraged with how the Holy Spirit is moving. And I know he's moving in your community as well. But there's this unity among the body of Christ that I think is just so important. It's amazing to be a part of. And this praying for other churches, that's one of the things I've always appreciated about our church. It's something I learned from Pastor Rick. And, and when we say that, when we pray for these other churches, it's, it's not something that we just do because we think it's a cool thing to do. It's, we do it because we truly believe in the power of the body of Christ. And we just get to be a part of that. And so I was hanging out with one of the pastors. His name is Alan. He's been around our community for a long time pastoring. And I asked him, you know, what's going on? How can we be praying for you? And he said, you know, my biggest re- request, my biggest prayer would be that our people wouldn't just gather around services, wouldn't just gather in buildings, but that we truly understand what it means to be the body of Christ outside of the four walls and in biblical community together. And that's certainly something I know the Lord's been speaking to us as a church as well. And so I want to go ahead and pray for them at uh, Grace Fellowship and then also a prayer blessing over you as well. Father God, we thank you for what you allow us to be a part of. The body of Christ, it's amazing. We thank you for moving in this service this morning. I know that you have spoken to so many different people. I thank you, Holy Spirit, as the great counselor and helper, that you are are here to meet with us, and you're empowering us, and you're, you're just helping us because that's one of the things that you do. It's one of your names. But I thank you, you're not just helping us, but you're helping other churches in our cities and communities. God, I I specifically lift up Grace Fellowship and Pastor Alan Alford to you and his church. Thank you for them. Bless them. Let them never become weary in doing well. We thank you, God, that you will gift them, anoint them, and give them all the creative ways that they can not just have good services as people gather back in, but Lord, that they can be outside of the four walls of their church, building biblical community with their people in true discipleship. That's our heart. That's our desire. It's what we want to see happen as well. Bless us in doing that, Father God. Lord, I thank you for every person that's listening, every person that's been a part of this service, Lord, as they trust you in every area of their life, as they trust you and and how you want to move in their lives by your spirit, as they trust you with their giving, as they trust you with their time and talents. God bless them. And they're coming in and they're going out. I thank you, God, that they are above and not beneath. They are ahead and not a tail. And I pray that as they leave this service today, they leave with hope, they leave with peace, and they go rejoicing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for praying, man, for everybody. Listen, James has been a part of New Life Church for 17 years and has been the campus pastor right here in Cabot for 10 years. And if you live anywhere in the area, you better get here. Trust me. It's an amazing church. He's actually let me speak here one time, and I've loved it. And just 
Just thank you, man, for being on today. Absolutely. Well, listen, we'll be back next week right here, 8 a.m. Have an amazing week. God bless.